Welcome to PreachingChrist.org, the preaching ministry of Father Patrick Malone, Vicar of Holy Cross Anglican Church in Milwaukee. If you have any questions about the Bible or the Christian life, contact us at Patrick at PreachingChrist.org. Well, we are going through the book of Ephesians. And if anyone would like a Bible, please raise their hand, and the usher will bring you one. Uh, What we are doing is what is called uh, expositional preaching. We're looking at words to see what they mean so that we can understand what God has to say to us. Very simple process, but it's uh, also hard, hard to follow along if you don't have the text in front of you. You may have the text from last week. I put uh, Ephesians chapter 1 in our our service booklet. And next week we'll be using uh, the projector so the words will be up there. And Would anyone like a Bible for the usher to get you one? Okay. So let me read uh, this portion of scripture for you. We'll be looking at... uh, verses 3 and 4 today. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus, and the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to the adoption of sons through Christ. Many people, and including myself and possibly you, at different times of your life have asked the question, why on earth do I exist? What, what is the meaning of life? What is the purpose for which I am here? Am I here as an accident? Am I here on purpose? Is life meaningless? Is life a series of random events that sometimes appear to have order, but many, many times to be completely random and chaotic and there's no meaning in life? I've thought that. I think that, uh, I wouldn't say often, but it's not a foreign thought to my head. And I'm uh, a paid holy man. And I think these things. I look at people who are dying, <clears throat> and I think, uh, you know, what, what is the purpose to life? But Paul gives us insight. And the Word of God is there to help transform our thinking and our minds so that we can see God's perspective and we can think God's thoughts after him. And so directly after 
Paul addresses the church in Ephesus. Notice he doesn't call them the church at Ephesus. He calls them the saints at Ephesus. The faithful in Ephesus. He calls the Corinthians the same things. He calls the Corinthians saints. And he calls the Ephesians and the Corinthians and other churches saints, not because one group is holier than the other. He calls them saints because of what Christ has accomplished for them by his life, death, burial, and resurrection. And so a saint is someone who is united to Jesus Christ and who is trusting in him for their eternal life. And after he addresses these Christians who are just as frail and inconsistent and ravaged by the fall as you and I are, He says this, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Uh, uh, Several years ago, my best friend, who is... uh, He's he's basically at a Baptist-type church. He's an elder. Um... They have a different view of what an elder is than uh, Anglicans, Episcopalians do. And he uh, called me up and he said, Patrick, do you know that you have unclaimed money in Kansas from when you lived there in Jewel from from 1997 to the year 2000? What? Yeah, Patrick, you have uh, $462 in unclaimed money that has been sitting in the state treasury for these, I don't don't know how many years it was, 10 years. And all you have to do is contact the treasury, send them uh, your photo ID and your social security number and your current address, and they will send you this unclaimed money. And I I was searching last night again. And I found out I've got unclaimed money in Ohio that was part of a settlement that Amazon uh, settled with the state of Ohio. So tomorrow, you know, after I wipe the sleep from my eyes and have a cup of coffee, I'm getting on the website and I'm going to be sending them my photo ID and my social security number to get these unclaimed funds from this settlement. And many of us are exactly like that. We have unclaimed funds that we're not even aware of that has been put into an account for us by Jesus Christ. Paul says we should bless the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Now imagine 
I call up and they say, well, it's not really, you know, cash. It is uh, foreign currency. What, what good is uh, Iranian denarii going be, to benefit me? But if it's a lot of Iranian denarii, well, maybe I could jump through some hoops and acquire these unclaimed funds. And many of us don't understand, don't realize, don't appreciate the spiritual blessings that have been given to us by Christ Jesus that are sitting in an account with our name on it in the heavenly places. And Paul is going to spend the rest of chapter 1 describing the spiritual blessings that are put into your account. He's going to rapture, uh, he's going to talk in expanded, glorious terms. And he does this immediately after he writes this letter. He opens this letter. He's exuberant. He's ecstatic. Do you people know, he's saying in Ephesus, those who are being persecuted, those who are alienated from the the mainstream culture, do you realize the spiritual blessings that you have because of Christ Jesus and that you're not tapping into this blessing? You don't know it exists and you really don't have an appetite for it. But part of the Christian life is reorienting our thinking to what is actually eternal and important. And this world loves to lie to us to set our appetite to what is temporal and meaningless. You know, you you can walk into some business offices, some stores, and your tie talking as a man, I I present as a man, I identify as a man. You can use the male pronouns of he and him when speaking to me. But let's say my tie is a quarter inch too wide or a quarter inch too narrow and you'll get mocked and ridiculed and teased or it's too loud or it's too plain or it's plaid and you're wearing stripes And the world will remind you how important this is. And you look at yourself and you think, how, what was I thinking to put a plaid tie with a striped shirt? What kind of moron am I? And the world trains us to appreciate the fleeting, temporal, meaningless appetites that it sees as being important. And all the time we're ignoring the spiritual blessings that are eternal, that satisfy, that fill the soul, and are never meaningless, are immortal, and have value beyond measure. Every three months, every six months, every year, there is a new diet, a new fad, 
a new way to lose weight, a new way to bulk up, a new way to, to become more thin, a, a new way to have bigger this. No, we want smaller that now. We don't want a big, no one wants that big anymore. We want that small. We want this big on your body. There's a joke that a woman on a movie trailer turns around, she asks her girlfriend, does this make my butt look fat? And she says, oh, yes. And normally it would be, oh, my goodness, I need to change my pants. Well, in this trailer, it was, great, it makes my butt look fat. Because right now, that's the important thing. In two years, who knows what it will be. And all the while, we're chasing the temporal, meaningless things of this world. And Paul is exuberant as he starts this benediction of blessed. Be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who blesses us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Everything you need to fulfill your purpose in life has already been given to you in an account and has been accomplished by the Lord Jesus Christ. You know why you are created? So that you might have an intimate, glorious, communal relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That is why you are created. That's why God created the heavens and earth in six days. That's why he placed Adam and Eve in the garden on the sixth day. That's why he formed dirt into a form of a man and blew into his nostrils to make him a living being. That's why he put Adam to sleep to take the rib out to create a woman so that they could procreate and fill this world with children and people so that all people could have a glorious, intimate, eternal relationship with God the Father. That's why he says here in verse 4, even as he has chosen us before the foundations of the world that we should be holy and blameless. Why do you exist? So that you can have an eternal, intimate, glorious relationship with God the Father. And the only way that you can do that is to be holy and blameless so that you can enter into his presence. We are declared holy and blameless, but we also must be working towards that reality. We are saints. We are faithful because of Christ Jesus. But the Christian life is not to be sitting passive. It is to be working towards manifesting that reality in our lives. We have been justified, but we are also called to be sanctified. We have been saved, but we are also called to be holy and blameless. That's just not a qualification for a priest or a pastor to be above reproach. That is a qualification that every Christian is called to. And God chose us. When? Notice when he chose us. 
before the foundations of the world. You and I were chosen in Christ Jesus before he said, let there be light. And he chose you, and he chose me, so that we could have a glorious, intimate, eternal relationship with him, and that is accomplished through peace with God, through Christ, and the application of his righteousness into our account. I, I hear, and I don't, I don't correct people when they're in the midst of grieving, but I, I, I hear people soothing themselves as their loved ones have died. Oh, Uncle Johnny is going to be on the golf course in heaven tomorrow because he just died. Or Grandma is going to be with her parents tomorrow because she's now dead. Or so-and-so is going to be riding that horse in the glorious pastures of heaven. All that may be true. You know, we, I may see my mom when I get to heaven. I may see my dad. Hey, dad. I see me, may see my grandparents, my Uncle Johnny, all my ancestors. But that's not why we go to heaven. It's not even close. That is a secondary by, uh, byproduct of the spiritual blessings that we have. You were created not to continue this life in a better way in heaven. You were created to have an eternal, glorious, intimate relationship with God. And that was accomplished by Christ Jesus. And he has given us Every spiritual blessing that we could ever hope or ask or want. But some of us, including myself, need to retrain our appetites for what is eternal and holy and real. And push aside those things that are fleeting and temporal and will one day burn up. Because eternity is about being in the presence of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit forever. Let us pray. Father, we do bless you. Because you are our Father. Because Jesus is our brother. And you have blessed us in Christ. With more than we can ever ask or think. Help us, O Lord, to renew our minds so that your priorities are our priorities. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.